Welcome back, listener. Josh, like we said, we wanted to make sure we hit a little bit more on starter fertilizer. And maybe does that, does it not pay um, in, in different acres? Yeah, this is a question I, I get quite often is around that starter. And and we do, you know, one of the biggest reasons we apply starter is for phosphorus. You know, phosphorus is a fairly immobile macronutrient in the soil. And in a lot of cases, if we can get that placed near the plant, um, we just get much better uptake and, and interception as roots develop. And if you look at does it pay, not pay? It kind of goes back to that conversation, Ellie, around that critical level. Uh, my experience is if you have phosphorus levels 25 and above, um, if you're applying an infrared two by two starter fertilizer, um, you know, that's got a lot of phosphorus in it. If you take that all the way to the yield, we're probably not going to see a big difference in yield. In most cases, you won't see any. With that said, you will likely see a very good visual response, you know, which Sometimes even myself as an agronomist makes me feel good when that corn pops up quick and looks good. Um, however, if you do keep taking that uh, to yield in those high phosphorus levels, um, we do tend to see uh, very minimal, if any, yield gain. So it does bear the question of, you know, if I have really high soil tests, you know, can you maybe taper back some of that starter? And in some cases we are. And one strategy I like with growers that have really high phosphorus levels, I don't want to take starter out, but maybe they've been applying five gallons of 1034 for say. In some cases, we're maybe bringing that back down to two and a half, blending that with water to maintain a good rate, you know, getting that little bit of nitrogen and furrow, getting that pop. But maybe if we have really good phosphorus levels, we can save a little cost and not put excess phosphorus out there along the way. Uh, Allie, back to, you know, some other approaches here, um, phosphorus management, um, kind of a couple different strategies we want to cover here, just depending on kind of what bucket of acres you fall into. I think the first acre I start to hone in on, and I know we hit on this earlier, would be either those rented acres or some of those acres that we're trying to manage in some challenging economic times. So this first approach would be the nutrient sufficiency approach. And I think what you just hit on uh, with starter fertilizer is probably where this fits into the nutrient sufficiency approach. So this would involve just applying just enough fertilizer to really maximize profitability for that current year. When we look at what the critical soil levels look like here, um, this approach is for those soils that are testing above the critical level Um, where we don't feel that any additional uh, fertilizer is needed. I think the second approach that you can take here probably fits a little bit better on an owned acre, Um, and this would be the build maintenance approach. This would involve building soil fertility levels up to that critical level and beyond. Uh, Once this level is reached, um, just applying those fertilizer at rates that would be um, equal to the amount of nutrients that would be removed by the crop. So your build maintenance approach, like I mentioned, really for those owned acres, um, nutrient sufficiency approach, really incorporating those starter fertilizers probably fits a little bit better on those rented acres or when we're we're running into some really challenging economical type times. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great call out, Ali. And that is, you know, I, I didn't mention that in starter, but, you know, that rented acre, you know, low testing phosphorus, that is where you know, if you have the ability, maybe your starter is two by two, or you can maybe start applying, you know, eight, nine gallons per acre because the phosphorus is low. That can be a great investment, economic return, and, you know, an investment that's maybe not going to be sitting there for the next, you know, operation if you, you, you lose that acre. But uh, that was a, a great call out, Allie. And looking at that build and, and maintain approach, which in a perfect world, we'd all like to, to be in that scenario. And these are just some numbers I, I want to put out there because I think if, as you're looking at your soil tests, looking at your economics, you know, putting together a fertility plant alley, uh, I think are really important. If we look at most of our soils here, 
uh, in southeast Minnesota, it's going to take approximately 18 pounds of P2O5, that's the available form of a phosphorus, uh, to raise your soil test one part per million. So to maybe put this in a little bit more of English terms here, Allie, that's going to take about 39.2 pounds of DAP to raise your soil test one part per million. Uh, if you're an operation that use MAP, uh, instead of DAP, it's going to take 34.7 pounds of MAP to raise it one part per million. Um, Allie, if you start really look at that, you know, let's just say, for example, you know, we're a little bit low and we got to build a lot, you know, what's the average cost going to be uh, current market to raise that one part per million? So you're going to be sitting around $7.84 an acre to raise that soil test by one part per million. And that's why I think it's really important. You know, we talked about the couple different approaches to management. Um, When you look at the cost to raise your soil test one part per million, it's important that you remember maintenance is cheap, but building can get rather expensive. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, say we're 15 part per million and we want to get to that critical level of 25, I used an increment of 10 because I can't do math on the fly very good here, Allie. But my math says just the build portion, that's going to be $78 an acre. And that's before you also include what that crop is going to remove. So you got to put removal on top of that. And that's where that gets really, really expensive. Uh, Allie, uh, I think overall this was a great uh, conversation on phosphorus. And uh, when we come back next week, we'll tackle the next macronutrient of potassium. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner to submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. We'll see you at 11 a.m.